Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. I think a lot of people fall into the trap of using products that they feel like they should be using and not really looking at what their skin actually wants. Sometimes adding stuff to your routine can throw your skin out of whack if it's not something your skin actually needs. Makeup is my therapy. I'm in love. Uh, I'm obsessed and I don't even feel guilty about it. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, the daily podcast for your face. I'm Erin Doherty and welcome to The Formula. Every week I sit down with celebs and some of the biggest names in beauty and take a look into their skincare routines. Our guest today has a PhD in chemistry. In my mind, I kind of like to think of her as a modern day skincare mythbuster, which is important, right? How many videos out there do we see every day with someone telling you they found the number one ingredient that's going to save your skin or scaring us and telling us that we're doing everything wrong? Well, that's where Michelle Wong comes in. But you might know her as Lab Muffin Beauty Science from Instagram. She's a cosmetic chemist turned social media creator who puts out the most thoroughly researched, insightful videos for her half a million loyal followers. She cuts through all the noise and the bullshit and tells you which products, ingredients and trends are actually worth having in your routine. Her videos cover a range of topics from hair care misinformation to debunking myths about SPF. It's Michelle of Lab Muffin Beauty Science, chemistry PhD, cosmetic chemist, although these days I feel like what I am is more of a misinformation connoisseur. I always feel like I have to defend collagen, which is really weird because when I first started talking about beauty science, collagen was really overhyped. But now I feel like it's kind of gone too far the other way. She's an absolute wealth of knowledge and a pillar in the online skincare community. So I'm extremely curious to see what products she actually deems to be safe, not bullshit, and effective enough to be used on her own face. Join me as we snoop through her skincare cupboard. You have such beautiful skin. But how? Hey, Michelle. I'd love for you to just start by briefly kind of telling us how you got into beauty science in the first place. Yeah, so I have a PhD in medicinal supramolecular chemistry and I started my blog, Lab Muffin Beauty Science, when I was doing my PhD. So I was sitting in the lab, I was studying science and I was like getting really deep into that. And I mean, the stuff I was studying was medicinal chemistry. So that's a lot of drug research. I was looking at concepts that are very similar to skincare. So looking at how different molecules would impact your body. And I just wasn't finding the same info on skincare. This is back in 2011. Back then, there just wasn't the same sort of info that we have now. So I started looking up journal articles and scientific textbooks and papers, looking for the information I really wanted on how these ingredients actually worked. So I started my blog to talk about that. And then in about 2014, 
I got really into Instagram. You put out so much great content and I'm forever just scrolling through your page and learning stuff myself. I would like to start off, I guess, by just asking you to describe your skin type. Back in the day, it was pretty oily and acne prone. But now that I've gotten more used to my skin, how to look after it, what products to use, it's gotten a bit less oily. Back in the day, I would really try to dry out my face properly. I'd wash my face several times a day to try to control the oil. As I went on, I realized that was not the way. The way would be to wash my skin a lot more gently. And that actually made the oil a lot more controllable. It's so funny how your skin adapts and changes through time. I had taken the pill for over 11 years and then recently stopped and my skin got super dry and then I noticed more breakouts and stuff like that. So you've kind of just got to go with the flow with your skin, I guess, as these changes happen. How would you describe your skincare routine now in three words? First off, simple. I'm a pretty basic person. I can't really spend heaps of time on a nice pampering routine. Also customize, so I will adjust what products I use based on how my skin is feeling that day, how sensitive it's feeling, and also probably inconsistent, which I'm sure you'll relate to. Like I'm always testing different products, and so to test a product properly, I try to stop all my other active products. Just to fit in all the products that I want to test, I end up very rarely going back to my standard optimized routine. I feel that on like a whole other level. What would be one of the biggest skincare tips that you've kind of learned along the way? I think a lot of people fall into the trap of using products that they feel like they should be using and not really looking at what their skin actually wants. I know so many people who have just said, I've started using a moisturizer because I feel like I should add a moisturizer to my routine. And it's like, your skin isn't even dry why do you feel like you need this? Or I feel like I'm at the age where I need to add retinol. And again, it's like, but do you want it? Do you need it? I think it's really good to think about that because sometimes adding stuff to your routine can throw your skin out of whack if it's not something your skin actually needs. That's so interesting, especially when you've just mentioned the moisturizer. Does everyone not have to use moisturizer? I've always thought moisturizer was for everyone. Generally, no. Just because your skin it's kind of evolved to look after itself. These days, obviously, there's so many more things that we're throwing at our skin. There's pollution, there's extra UV exposure. So some of the time, a lot of people will probably need moisturizer, at least for some parts of the year. But if your skin is really happy with everything you're throwing at it, Mm. if it's really resilient, if it is just really suited to your level of aircon blowing (laughs) at it, then not necessarily, you don't necessarily need moisturizer. You do need sunscreen though, because if you're Australian, then yeah, there's all this UV and our skin hasn't really evolved to protect itself. Okay, lesson learned. Honey, what is your self-care routine? Give us the dirty details. I would just love to jump into your actual skincare routine now, the good stuff that we're all here waiting for. Would you be able to take me through your AM and PM skincare routine? I recently got married, so this was like my pre-wedding. I want my skin to look really nice on this specific day routine as well. And this is like the routine I go back to when the products are freaking my skin back out and I really need to just let it calm down so I can test a new product. I usually wash my face just with water because my skin is really oily and I shower at night. So if my skin is really clean when I go to bed, I'll just rinse with water, pat it dry with a towel. I only put on sunscreen if I'm actually leaving the house. So a lot of the time I'm just in my little cave at home. If I'm leaving the house, even to take out the garbage, then I will put on sunscreen. 
At night, I'll really focus on my serum. So typically what I do is I'll cleanse first. I shower in the evening. So I'll usually use a cleansing balm on my face if I'm wearing makeup or sunscreen. My favorite at the moment is the Alpha H Melting Moment Cleansing Balm. And I think it's because for a long time, it was really hard to find Western cleansing balms that felt really lightweight, washed off really nicely, and just was like a nice experience. A lot of the cleansing balms originally like the Western ones came from places like the UK where it's a lot colder. They really want that really rich texture. They want a whole bunch of oil left over on their skin. And in Australia and with oily skin, that's just not a nice experience for me. So the Alpha H one, it smells really lovely. It gets all my makeup off and it rinses off nicely. It's just a really lovely, soothing experience. Just that whole process of massaging it onto my face is just like, it's my favorite skincare step. It's just such an indulgence. And then I'll pick an active. So depending on how my skin is feeling, depending on what night it is, I generally use like a three night cycle. So night one is my retinoid night. And again, depending on how my skin is feeling, I might use a stronger prescription retinoid or I might use an over-the-counter retinol. So one of my favorite retinol products is the Neutrogena Retinol Pro Night Cream. Yes, I love their retinol products because Neutrogena did a lot of that original research on getting retinol to be stable and getting into skin. So I really trust their products. So this is one that Hannah English actually mentioned to me the other week when we had her on the formula and she was also a fan of Neutrogena because she said, as you said, they were one of the brands that kind of started retinol in this kind of packaging. How would you kind of compare it to some of the more expensive brands out there? I think the main thing it has going for it is the stability. So retinol is quite unstable. It breaks down pretty easily, but Neutrogena has done so much research into how to make it stable. Their jar cream, I believe, has an expiry date of like two years. What? They've just stabilized it so well that you can really trust that it's still going to be active by the time you get down to the bottom of the jar. What other kind of serums are you a fan of in your routine? On night one, it's the retinol. On night two, it's usually an exfoliating acid. So my favorite, it's like the first skincare product I probably researched and bought back in, I think, 2009. It's the Paula's Choice 2% BHA liquid. My skin just loves that product so much. And just looking at BHA products, so salicylic acid products, There's nothing really that special, like that obviously special about that product, but I've tried so many BHAs in the past and none of them have managed to match it for some reason. There's some magic in that bottle. I really love it for just keeping my pores clear and overall smoothing out my skin a bit and also just exfoliating. So getting that sort of smooth glow. It's such a cult product and, you know, people say that it's really good for those sebaceous filaments specifically as well. It's a product that I haven't used before because I've always been really scared that it's going to be too hectic on sensitive skin. I think it really depends. A lot of people do find it a bit too strong for them and you can get different concentrations. So 2% is pretty much the highest concentration you can get. Sometimes there's higher ones for spot treatments, but you can get lower as well. Like I've seen products that are 0.5. Okay. I feel like I need to get on this. How many times a week would you usually use that? Once or twice. Oh, I forgot to mention, I also sometimes exfoliate in the shower using a peeling gel, which is like a Korean product. It's way more popular in Asian brands rather than in Western brands, but they're the products where you rub it on your face and it balls up and you get these little fibers that 
Some brands say is your skin, but it actually isn't. It's almost like an exfoliating scrub, but with really soft grains. And so it's just a really gentle, thorough way of exfoliating. So usually I'll exfoliate twice a week, once with the peeling gel and once with some sort of acid. I've heard of this before. What brand do you use? The brands I usually use are Asian brands. So there's one from Beauty of Chosun that's really good. I've also used Misha, Skin Food. And the ones I like are the ones with cellulose as one of the top ingredients because I find that those work really well in the shower. And I'm a bit lazy. I like to wash my face in the shower and not over a sink. You're in a safe space. We're all very, very much lazy girls here. So that sounds beautiful. Just going back to it, I need to know more. It's not got any kind of like exfoliating beads in it, has it? Because I always tend to not go towards any kind of product that has physical exfoliation because I'm always scared it's going to irritate my skin. Yeah, I've personally found that if it's got like bigger scrubbing grains and beads, then it feels like it's not doing as good a job as well. Like it's not getting in all the bits, but it's scraping Mm. too hard on some bits. Generally, peeling gels only have the cellulose fibers, so it's so soft. It's like if a tissue was falling apart Mm. in water, it's just these really soft fibers and you'll barely feel like there's any grains in there. So tell me, if you were to use a vitamin C, what would you use? And I'm asking you this because I've asked most people on the formula and most of them come back with one specific brand. So I want to know if yours is different or the same. (laughs) I actually like using it at night. I just don't like using it during the day because at night I can go to sleep and ignore any stickiness. I'm guessing the brand that everyone says is SkinCeuticals which is like the holy grail of vitamin Cs. The reason is because they pioneered a lot of the formulation, but I think there's actually some really good, less expensive vitamin Cs out there these days. So L'Oreal, I can't remember when they acquired SkinCeuticals, but basically they've been pumping out some really cool vitamin Cs. So La Roche-Posay and like L'Oreal, the actual brand, depending on how fussy your skin is, you can try those instead of SkinCeuticals if you're not quite ready to invest in that, I guess. Another one that I really love is Poems from the Lab Future Focus, which is from my friend's brand, actually. So my friend, Kind of Steven, who is also a cosmetic scientist, and we're mostly friends because we're both just massive skincare nerds. So he finally released this product, which he's been working on for so long. I've been really impressed so far. I'm still in like the middle of the trial phase, so I've just been using it every day for the last two weeks. And the thing I probably love about it the most is that it's really stable. One of the really annoying things about vitamin C is that it goes off reasonably quickly. Like even the SkinCeuticals one, I think it tends to go off about six months or so. And as someone who tries a lot of products, I can't get through products that quickly. And this one just has a really good tube. So the tube puts out like one tiny drop at a time. You have to really like use your muscles and (laughs) squeeze it to get anything out. It's just really airtight. Plus, there's a whole bunch of stabilization happening inside the formula as well. So, yeah, I have to plug it. And, you know, full disclaimer, (laughs) conflict of interest. He is a really good friend of mine. But the reason we're friends is because we, like, respect each other's, like, chemistry knowledge. So I love that. I'm like, friend supporting friend. (laughs) You mentioned and blew my mind about not everyone having to use a moisturizer. Do you use a moisturizer? And if you do, what one do you like to use? I only really use moisturizer when it's really dry and in winter. So sometimes I've noticed when I'm traveling, like when I went to the UK, I had to use so much moisturizer. My skin just wasn't used to it. But generally my skin is oily, but it tends to lose water reasonably easily. So most of the time when I am moisturizing, I'm adding humectants rather than oils. Most of the time I can get away with just using a serum. 
So one of my favorites is the Beauty of Joseon Glow Serum. That's got niacinamide and propolis. And those are both really hydrating ingredients that are good at holding onto water. And that's usually enough for me. Sometimes if I'm using a retinol product, most of those are in some sort of moisturizing base and that is enough. So like the Neutrogena Night Cream is heavy enough for me. If I'm just using a moisturizer, then one of my favorites is I'm from Rice Cream. So this is a Korean product. Some people seem to be quite sensitive to rice, but I don't know, my skin loves it. And it's just like a really nice lightweight moisturizer that works really nicely under makeup. You said that, you know, you've obviously got oilier skin. Is there a difference between dry and dehydrated skin? Yeah. So generally, if you have dry skin, what that's referring to is lack of oil, which also leads to lack of water. So your skin can't really produce as much oils as it needs. And so you'll need to look for a moisturizer that has more of those oily components and the humectants that hold onto water will help as well. But if your skin is just dehydrated like mine, my skin can produce lots of oil, but it loses water really easily. So when I'm looking for a moisturizer, I usually just look for something that has humectants, which are those water grabbing ingredients, and not so much with the really heavy oils. Can you tell me of some good examples of humectants that we could look out for when we're shopping? I think the most popular one is probably glycerin. If you see glycerin near the top of an ingredients list and it says that it's a hydrating product, then that is probably going to do a lot of that water attracting. And glycerin is really cool because it can actually fit into these special little pores in your skin. But basically the only things that can really get through them, they're mostly made for water, but glycerin can get through them as well. So glycerin can actually hydrate deeper in your skin than a lot of other ingredients. Hyaluronic acid is a classic. Some people can't really handle it, but hyaluronic acid is really good at hydrating skin. And some forms of it do seem to have sort of active properties as well. So they can stimulate your skin in a like anti-aging way too. made one of the greatest discoveries of all time. Or miss. Never again. Never. This is one of my favourite parts of the show. I want to know what kind of skincare technique or ingredient you can't live without and one you absolutely just don't bother with. Oh, this is really hard. Like, um, <laughs> Sorry. I kind of feel like I have to say sunscreen for skincare ingredient. Like, Even though I'm East Asian which means I should have a lower chance of skin cancer, we're really prone to pigment. So I really need that sun protection. Have you got any kind of misses that you would say, nah, don't bother with that? I find it really hard to rule anything out because a lot of the time I just think, oh, maybe I haven't tried the right formula yet. So for a long time, I kind of ignored niacinamide because all the products I tried with niacinamide weren't really working for my skin. But then I tried... Paula's Choice 10% Niacinamide, and my skin loved it. Mm. Recently, I tried the Olay Super Serum, which has niacinamide, and again, my skin just loves that. So it seems really formula dependent. But I guess the one that I've never found a good formula for is mineral sunscreen. Like zinc oxide, I just cannot get that to work for my skin. Like first off, there's the white cast. So if you apply the right amount, then my face just looks really white and I can't even cover it up with foundation. Or I can, but it's just a pain. I don't think it's the zinc oxide itself. I think it's the other ingredients that tend to be in zinc oxide sunscreens to get that zinc to spread out properly. They just clog my pores really badly. So I've even had one time when I put on a sunscreen and my pores just started clogging up almost immediately. Like I was feeling all these bumps on my forehead that just 
doesn't happen. It was like half an hour after I put it on and it was already freaking out. Like I'm still open to trying zinc products, but so far none of them have worked. Dr. Michelle, thank you so much for coming in. That's all we have time for today, Ubies. But before I go, I want to give a shout out to the U Beauty Facebook group. There are so many good beauty discussions in there. Lots of you are sharing what products are working for you and which ones are maybe a complete waste of time. So if you want to be involved, check it out. And in case you guys missed it, you can now find all of our Friday spendies, savies, newbies and empties in Lee's U Beauty newsletter plus a whole load of other juicy beauty news and products. You can sign up to our beauty newsletter for free and you'll have all that good stuff directly in your inbox. So there's a link in the episode description if you want to sign up. Also quickly, before I head off, tune in to tomorrow's episode of Beauty Besties with Key and Lucy. They're going to be talking all about Lucy's new obsession, which is this $14 lipstick, lip gloss, lip balm hybrid. And now I'm going to have to go and buy it. See you next week. Bye.